there. This is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love talking to creative people. And today I have five creative people and they're all from the web series Open To It, the new gay web series. It's showing now on Out TV. Uh, it's about a couple that opens things up. And I have five of the gentlemen that worked on the show. We have Frank Arthur Smith. He plays Greg on the show. He's also an executive producer, a writer, and he directs an episode. We've got Matt Hartman. He's an executive producer. He directs an episode as well. We've got Greg Wolf, who is also an executive producer and directed several episodes. And then we've got the other actors who act alongside Frank. We've got Tim Wardell, who plays his boyfriend, Cam, and Jason Caceres, who plays Princeton, the boy toy that comes into their lives and stirs things up. So we play a couple of rounds of You Don't Know My Life with them. We ask them a lot about the show. The thing that struck me the most watching it is that it's just got such a fun attitude around sexuality, which is something that my generation just, uh, you know, we had a lot of other stuff going on. So it was refreshing to watch this and go, oh, it can just be fun. It doesn't have to be life and death, literally. And they, in person, interacting with each other, have that same thing. It's just another reminder about how uh, art and creativity and doing stuff brings people together. People love being a part of something like that. So... It was really fun to talk with them about the project and play the game. But before we get to that, I want to remind you that this podcast, Dennis Anyone, is brought to you by Liquid Paper. No, it's not. I don't have any sponsors. It's just me, but I love doing it. So if you like it and want to help support it, keep it going, uh, there are two things you can do. You can go to DennisAnyone.net and you can donate to my virtual tip jar, help me cover my expenses like web hosting and things like that. Or you can become a subscriber to DNR Studios. I'm part of a group of shows under the DNR banner. And for a low monthly subscription price, you get my show early and you get all these other great shows. So you can learn about that at dnrstudios.com. All right, before we get to the game with the guys from Open To It, there have been a few folks that asked me about my dog Enzo. In the last episode, I talked about how he had gotten really sick after the exterminators came. Both of our dogs did. My roommates and mine got really sick ended up in the emergency room and all kinds of stuff. Well, the saga continued from there, at least for Enzo. Gretel, uh, my roommate's dog, started to get better. Enzo needed to have surgery on uh, Friday, so um, he had all this stuff in his stomach from trying to self-soothe, and they had to remove it. They couldn't get out any other way. So I'm going to give you a little more detail on that at the end of the podcast, so stick around for that. Uh, but he's doing okay. And uh, here now are the guys from Open To It. Joining me now from all over Los Angeles, it's the team behind the web series Open To It. Uh, we have got Frank Arthur Smith, who plays Greg. He's also the executive, one of the executive producers, and he directed an episode, episode four. We've got Matt Hartman. He's an executive producer as well, directed episode five. Jason Caceres, you play Princeton, the misunderstood Princeton. Um, welcome. Tim Wardell, you play Cam. And we've got Greg Wolf executive producer, and you directed uh, several episodes. So welcome, guys, to the podcast. We're going to play a game. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for having us. All right. So so that people can get a feel for who each of you are, I'm going to ask you all a few individual questions. So Frank Arthur Smith, uh, you play Greg. You also one of the producers. How did this all begin? Because I get the feeling like you might have been uh, right there at the beginning. Sure was. Um, it came out of, you know, my brain space uh, because – so many of the gay media we have out there can trend a little sad and heavy. And I was like, I really enjoy comedies, especially comedies that make me laugh. So I was like, what if we did that 
And what if we also did something really sex positive? Because especially when it comes to like polyamory, that is often portrayed in a very like heavy way. And like, it's the sort of engine for all the couple's misfortunes. And I was like, what if they just like really love one another? And it is just silly, the situations they get into, but they're built on a foundation of love. And fortunately, I found a bunch of collaborators, uh, several of whom are here on the chat who saw it, got it and elevate it. And I couldn't be happier. Oh, well done. All right. Well, Matt, how did you get involved and what appealed to you about the project? Uh, well, Frank is my fiance, so I kind of... Interesting. Was, it, so there <laughs> might be some... Is there real stuff going on? All right. Continue. Continue. Uh, so... <laughs> the plot thickens uh, is my point. <laughs> I wasn't dragged into it as much as like uh, seeing the wheels turning and trying to make sure that the wheels kept it turning in the background, and then eventually I became in the foreground um, as a director uh, and producer. Uh, so kind of just the uh, person that helps solve the problems that come along the way of any production. Here's a question I often ask people that are, like, uh, uh, co- close to the production and around it. Did they have to shoot in your house? Did you have to – were the cameras in your house? <laughs> I am literally in the set, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, always so how it goes. Great. It's always how it goes, and uh, thank you. On behalf of all filmmakers everywhere, thank you to all people like you. Um, (laughs) Greg Wolf, you're an executive producer, and you directed several episodes. How did this project come to you, and what appealed to you about it? Um, Let's see. So I, um, Frank and I are on a similar, like the same message board, kind of, um, like a gay Hollywood um, message board, and I saw that he was looking for a director, and it sounded really interesting to me, the premise, so we just kind of chatted and we really vibed and connected and um, and I kind of talked about my vision a little bit for it and whatnot. And then that was really like how it started. Uh, we just really connected that way mentally. I think our senses of humor are really, really similar. And um, we both laugh, you know, we both crack each other up. And so we had a lot of fun throughout the whole process making it. Um, so that's kind of what attracted me to it. I, I And everything he just said about, his intention with this series and why he wanted to make it and everything is something that I really connect with as well. So I was, I'm all, I love comedy and I'm just about spreading, you know, gay joy and sex positivity in a really fun, lighthearted way. So all of that combined was just like, let's, let's make something special. I love it. First of all, I'm intrigued by this message board. I didn't know this existed. Maybe my husband's on there and I just don't know it. <laughs> uh, I got to figure that out. I got to learn Think about like that. Think like gay mafia with a fraction of the power. Like right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which Starbucks are you going to? Where? Yeah, exactly. Um, but Greg, you pop up in a cameo, if I'm not mistaken. You show up. Is that right? Oh, yes. I am. I am the Thatcher. Yeah. Yeah. I play um, a PhD student. Yeah. Yeah. Typecasting. I love, I love like as like a producer, director in something, I love having like a little cameo. Yeah. You know, my, my Hitchcock moments. So sure. Speak. So that was that was that, yeah. And right. for some insight, um, Greg's character wears my real clothes, and my character wears Matt's real clothes. So that's how the fashion goes. <laughs> that's really interesting because your character dress dresses more like Matt than you. You've decided very much so. Interesting. Yeah. All right, yeah. uh, let's talk to Tim, who plays Cam, who is mm-hmm. um, part of the main couple that opens things up. What appealed to you about the project? Um, well, kind of tapping on what everyone else was just saying, I, I loved the fact that you have this couple who truly love e- each other, uh, but they want to explore and they want to find different parts of themselves. And I loved that it was this 
positive message that you could have different types of relationships. Um, and, you know, often you see polyamorous re relationships kind of seen as like that's the la their last leg because they're opening it up. So they're trying to do something different before it ends. And uh, that's not the case here. Although, you know, there are obviously some dramatic moments where you, you don't know if they're going to make it or not. Um, but at the end of the day, they still really love each other and they're kind of going on this journey together. And that's what I loved about it. Um, in the first episode, you have a belch that is fantastic. <laughs> really, one of the best screen belches. Please tell me it was live and real and not like an overdone thing. Um, Don't shatter my sure. dreams, Tim. It was. No, it but, definitely was real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was there was some uh, soda guzzling before. Right. Uh, sure. We'll, we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that. No, whether or not it was the moment worked great. So uh, good. Kudos good, to the good, team. Good. Um, <laughs> and finally, we have Jason who plays Princeton, who comes in the middle and and mixes everything up. So Jason, tell me what appealed to you about the project. Um, not to reiterate what everyone else has said, but, um, a lot of game media does kind of trend a little dark as Frank was saying. Um, and what I liked about this is that it's funny, it's raunchy, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. And, um, it's, it's a, Princeton is a very liberating character and I had a lot of fun exploring that side of myself. So I was really drawn to that. Well, you do blue hair at a certain point and I liked it. I was into it. Was that a choice for the character or did you just happen to have blue hair when, when you were shooting that episode? Uh, Princeton's uh, hair color changes every three episodes. So oh, okay. Episodes, I was blonde. That's in your contract? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like it. Change. If not, I, I quit. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just very symbolic of um, the struggle that his, his character is going through internally. Um, and you'll have to stay tuned for what two fun colors we have coming in season two. Ooh, all right. What's the deal with season two? Is that on the way? Season two, so we have half of it um, fully edited, episodes seven through nine, and 10 through 12 we've just filmed and are editing now. So we'll be doing film festivals later this year, and that'll be out either end of the year or beginning of next. But um, if you enjoy all of season one, don't worry, you don't have to wait that long. We're filming a Pride special at the end of February, which will be out in June. Look at you guys crushing it. Um, something that you all alluded to and something struck me. I'm older than you guys. In my life, sex was never not fraught with something. It was always a little, you know, my age and we get it. We get all of it. But what I found so refreshing about your web series is like, oh, it's just fun. It can just be fun. No, but, but in my generation, even if you could lean that way, it was like, yeah, but you better watch out for this. Or like, there was always like, there's, you can't, it just can't be fun. It just can't be only fun. It has to be, well, you know, and so this has a different spirit. I think part of it is a generational thing, but I found it really interesting. I was like, oh, wait, they got to pay for that. That They're just having too much fun. This just can't be, <laughs> oh, a little, like we have a little, you know, make makeup talk and then we're back to good. No, there has to be, somebody must die is the point. That, that's not your story. And I appreciated that. Um, I noticed in the credits you had an intimacy coordinator and the sexual scenes are really... Um, they go for it. You go for it. And there's one at the end, a lot of them are kind of comedic. And then there's one at the end that's, that's more, um, serious, I guess. in it's in its depiction. Um, I don't want to ask the dumb, what's it like to shoot a sex scene question, but I would like to know what your vision was for those and what it was like to work with the, co with the coordinator. And what was the experience like for the actors? to approach a, a story that had this as, as such an important part of the story. Yeah. I mean, I, 
definitely give our intimacy coordinator, Wes Frisbee, so much credit because um, he's credited as Micah Martinez, which is a professional name because he is just so, so lovely. First of all, as a person, he makes everybody feel comfortable and he comes from an adult film background. So he's able to like, first of all, like make sure everyone's feeling comfortable, but also be like, nope, that looks wrong. Nope. No one's going to believe it. No one Um, believes (laughs) that the thing is going in the thing. If you're there, you have to be over here or it's not going to look like. Right. Like we, we even were talking about doing like a wheelbarrow for season two. And he's like, let me explain to you why that's going to be a little complicated. <laughs> so he's, he, 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 we ask him the tough questions. He gives the tough answers. I think <laughs> I know what a wheelbarrow is, but I'm afraid to clarify it because it'll make me look lame. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I just like with the burp, I'm going to go with what we've all agreed on. Um, for the actors, was there a moment where you go, oh, I'm really glad this person is here. Can you think of a moment where you're like, oh, this really cleared this up or made that. When were the moments where you were like, oh, thank you, that helps a lot? Oh, my God. I Wes was amazing. Like, um, honestly, honestly, every every sex scene when he was there, I was like, okay, thank God that he's here. I mean, the wheelbarrow scene, obviously, was just like, this is not going to, how, how, does, this, how does this work? And he was just like, nope, cut that. Um, we had fun just trying. To know that you tried. You did what you could. To, Great, Frank, yeah. you did what you could, um, like, you know. <laughs> you you have to kill your baby sometimes in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the way it goes? Yeah. I, I think the fact that he was so, um, blunt's the wrong word, but he just was very quickly was like, that would work, that won't. We could, this will work if we do it this way. Um, he was just very technical, I guess, but but very caring and loving. And um, so that made it very uh, easy for me because these were my first sex scenes that I've ever done. So I was a little nervous going in, obviously. I think it helped. And why I said yes to it was the fact that a lot of them are comedic. Right. Um, and, and so it's not like you have to be sexy in this moment. It's, 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 it's more real, to be honest, even though some of them are like kind of crazy and out of there. But, you know, sex isn't always just like this perfect, beautiful scene. Like crazy stuff happens during sex. So I think that's what helped me kind of get over the whole thing and just dive in. There you go. Jason, any thoughts about working with the intimacy coordinator and how that was helpful? Um, I, I mean, Wes is a a wonderful person. It's it's always great to have someone on your side um, on set. Um, I have had done, I've done a few sex scenes before this. So it was kind of just more like routine for me or like, okay, well, this is, I kind of know how this goes. Right. So oddly enough, every other intimacy coordinator I've ever worked with has been um, a straight woman. Interesting. And most of the sex scenes I've done in my professional career have been gay sex scenes. Right. So it was really nice to have someone that understood how that works. Right. In professional and his personal life. Because there was always a little bit of a disconnect previously. So it, it was... It was a wonderful experience. It was. You're, you're right, Jason. It was nice not to have. Like, he didn't have a filter. Right. You, you can know? be mature so like, and adults, and let's just talk about the thing. Let's just. Right. Yeah, we can talk freely about what this is. It, this is that we're we're going for here. Yes, and I really enjoyed that he um, catered to each actor he was working with. Like for me, I'm a little bit more free with like what the camera sees or what you ask me to do. Just like tell me outright. Don't like is this okay? How do you feel? How do you, but there are other actors that do need that and he, that for them. So it's, it's really nice when you're able to match 
the person that you're working with energy. I love it. All right, so let's play a couple rounds of You Don't Know My Life. How this is going to work is a question is going to be posed to everybody playing. We're all going to submit an answer on our phones. We're going to present the answer, then take turns guessing who said what, and the winner is the person that gets the most guesses right. So here is the first question we're all going to be answering. What's something you've experienced or witnessed where you thought, only in WeHo? (laughs) So think about that for a second. It's going to pop up on your phone. Type in an answer like you were sending a text, and there are no wrong answers. Now might be a fun time to point out that I also do these You Don't Know My Life games as a corporate team-building event. So if any of you have, you know, people in that world, HR or whatever, anyone listening, hit me up at youdon'tknowmylife.com. You don't know my life. All right, we are all in, and now we're going to present the answers. Here we go. So excited. I know, it's good. You guys, thank you for being so game, being on time. This is awesome. Okay, here we go. What's something you experienced or witnessed where you thought only in WeHo? First answer. A live sex act in the middle of the day in a fitting room while the clerk watched. Wow. All right, wow. all you writer types, this, the square underneath that answer, we call that the hashtag, and we as a group just come up with a cute little headline to help us label and refer to the answer. It could be like perfect fit. That's I think really good. Yeah. All right, you get the idea. If you have any ideas for these, shout them out. Next up, we have... Having a woman hit on me at Flaming Saddles and ask, are you sure you're not bisexual? Like we could make sure. Bye, sweetie. I like it. Like, bi- I like bye, sweetie. Bye, yeah. sweetie. That's cute. That's got a little bit of a ab fab flavor, which is a... Yeah, yeah. So let's Hashtag see. God is watching. God is watching. Thank you. Yes. Good. You know, I, when I do the corporate events, it's like accountants, and they never bring the hashtags like you guys are bringing them. So thank you. All right, next up. At a friend's engagement party, they hooked up with someone in the bathroom at a bar. Oh, my God. The person being engaged was... Hashtag I do. Is this our engagement party? (laughs) I do. Hashtag we do. Hashtag Hashtag we do. do. How about I do do everyone? Everyone, Everyone, yes. All right. Is that too too judgy? Is that that slut-shaming? I don't know. Okay. No. At the gay pride parade... One year, I looked up to see a gay icon on the balcony of the Ramada Hotel waving to the crowd. <laughs> Total Evita moment. Living Evita okay. loca. I, I like living nice. Evita loca. You guys are fucking good at this. Okay. <laughs> Next up. Got offered birthday Coke and to be in a porn on my 21st birthday. Just drank their alcohol and left the bar. Wow. Birthday bonanza? <laughs> We're going to do oh that. All right. And so now the guessing is going to start. And how the guessing works is, Greg, you're going to guess first, and you're going to pick any hashtag other than your own and say who you think it is. So you might say, I think bye, sweetie, is Frank. Or I think God is watching is Matt. Any hashtag other than your own and who you think it is. And before that person responds, I'll explain what happens next. Okay. I'm going to choose the bye, sweetie. Yep. Hashtag bye, sweetie. Who do we think it is? I think it is Jason. So, Jason, if that is you, you say yes, and Greg gets a point. But if it is not you, you have to say the name of our game, You Don't Know My Life, with as much sass as you may be feeling. So, Jason, are you by sweetie? You don't know my life. Well <laughs> delivered. Thank you. And that is the end of Greg's turn, and it goes to Jason. So, it's just going to go around like that until they've all been guests. So, try to keep track in your head of the incorrect guesses so you don't waste your turn. So, Jason, it is your guest. Pick a hashtag and who you think it is. Um, I think... Birthday Bonanza is Tim. Girl, you don't know my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it goes to Frank. Yes, your guess. Think I think hashtag perfect fit is a Jason Rising and a Matt Moon. But Ooh. I think that one's Greg. You think perfect fit is Greg. Greg, are you perfect fit? 
Girl, you don't know my life. Wow, no. this is harder than I we thought. We need to hang out more, you guys. I know, yeah. right? Got it, babe. All right, Matt, this is your guess. I think perfect fit is Jason. Jason, are you perfect fit? Yes. Well done. Good job, Matt. I did it. When something's guessed correctly, we like to find out a little more about it. So, Jason, what is the story? Um, <laughs> I worked at a store in West Hollywood for two years. Um, so I was the clerk. You were the clerk. And I bet it happened, <laughs> it happened more than you would think. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. In my defense, there were five people that worked at that store, and we all have a very similar story. The only thing that switches out is which sex act we witnessed. Oh, oh dear lord! But the store was also right next. It was on um, Santa Monica. Right. It was one of those like sexy underwear stores, like right, like Block Party or one of those. Exactly. Right. And it was the one in the morning. So what did you expect? Right. Um, it's one in the morning. So what did you see? And what were the? Was it hot? It was. It was very entertaining. Yeah. I saw a, a few different things. I walked in on a coworker also engaging right. in a live sex act in the fitting room. Live sex acts, I find, are better than dead ones. But that's just me. <laughs> just me. So did you did you return this underwear to the rack that they were trying on? <laughs> right. We did a few times, and people still bought them. Right, exactly. Oh, wow. In fact, they might have been even worth more. Okay, Jason, your guess. Got offered birthday Coke, and to be in porn, birthday bonanza is Matt. Matt, are you the birthday bonanza? Yeah. Well done. So, okay, paint the picture. Jason and Matt know each other. <laughs> right? It's your 21st birthday, and mm -hmm. where are you? 21st birthday, where, do you, where else do you go? The Abbey. Uh, I think I was making out with a stranger because uh, it was my 21st birthday. Right. And one of the people in the private booth was like, hey, I heard it's your birthday. Want to do some Coke? And it's like, no, but I see you have alcohol there. Uh, and then... Uh, no, but I'd like your watch. Like, yeah, exactly. just love how you're perusing the options. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and then that same group then asked if I wanted to be in porn, and I kind of was gathering what was happening and yeah. i uh just took one last shot and walked away there you go all right but it was memorable um frank did you know I... this story about your fiance yes i did okay good thank you for your honesty and thank you <laughs> i think you. this was like a date two story actually. yeah 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 i like it all right your guess matt i'm gonna guess god is watching is greg greg are you god is watching um Yes. <laughs> How dare you, Matt? How dare you? I, I feel okay, attacked. <laughs> and you know what? The dumbest question that I have is, is which bushes? I'm trying to picture the bushes. Are they, like, on the south side? Oh, it actually might not have been, like, right next, like, right. the Abbey exactly, but it was, like, one of those bars right there. Sure. You know how, like, there's, like, some side streets? Yeah. It was, like, and then there's, like, bushes. There's, like, yeah. landscaping. It was, like, there. And, yeah. And, yeah. Now I'm not going to push you to give a lot of details, but any was it a positive experience? Where is it a fond memory? It was, it was definitely a positive experience, and um, to be fair, it was like literally 12 years ago, and it was with someone I was dating at the time, so fair it enough. wasn't like you know a complete stranger, and it's not something I'm I just did last weekend. Sorry, sure. you know, mom and dad, but um, you know, I was a young young 20s, yeah horny little gay boy in WeHo, and and that seemed fun at the time. Yeah. And it, you know what? You know what? It was fun. Thank you. That's right. It's kind of the point of your miniseries or your web series. Let's go to Tim. I'm going to say bye, sweetie, was Frank. Frank, are you bye, sweetie? 
Yes. That's true. Well uh, done. Whew. So Flaming Saddles, you're there. I remember this distinctly because this has happened exactly twice in my life. Right. Um, once was in Philadelphia at this uh, bar called Woody's where this woman was like, Oh, you're so gorgeous. And I was identifying as bi at the time, but I was still like, eh, no. Um, but then in WeHo, I was fully like, no, I, I identify as gay at this point. And she was like, but are you sure? I was like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'd been making out with a friend not moments before. And she's like, but like, look at me. Look, are you sure? Like, you know, if you want to make out right now. And I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. And no, but I, now I feel bad because she was beautiful. And I was just like, it's not happening though. I'm sorry. She was willing to, to, to test it right there at, at Flaming Saddles. Um, yeah. There it is. All right, Greg, you've got me and Tim left. Okay. I think living a Vita Loca is Dennis. You think living a Vita Loca is me and you would be correct? Hey. And the story, it was a pretty early in my, I was, it was in the 90s. Um, and you guys may have heard of this person. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Okay, so I'm with a friend. We're at the Gay Pride Parade on Santa Monica Boulevard. We look up at the balcony of the Ramada, and there is Katie Lang, lesbian oh, wow. singer, who was one of the first people to be out. Like, I think when this parade was happening, there were a handful of gay celebrities, and she was one of them. And I just remember, you know, the balcony there feeling like a vita and waving and... It was just a, a very memorable moment and a moment in time, Amazing. for sure, for where we were as a culture. Yeah. All right. It can't all be blowjobs and bushes is the point. Um, <laughs> all right. Tim, nobody gets a point for yours, but tell us about the engagement party. I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, am I going to tell this story? I feel bad, but we're not friends anymore, and they're not together anymore. So there you go. Oh, whoa. Was so um, was it, it was at one of the bars in WeHo? One of the bars in WeHo. Um, yeah, it was their engagement party. A, a group of us went out, this was years ago, um, to celebrate. And, uh, another mutual friend walked into the bathroom and saw them stumbling out of the stall together. One of the grooms uh, was with, one of the grooms was with a, one of, a, yeah. Yeah. Was one of, one of the grooms was hooking up with like a completely random guy yeah, yeah. in the stall at his engagement party. They weren't open to it right <laughs> they were in a monogamous relationship uh yeah and so then the friend came back was like oh my god what do i do it was a whole thing you know we were we were, we were in our 20s yeah drama 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 <laughs> you know where mine goes my mind goes like how much money did i blow on a gift for them like i'm thinking you know what maybe we go back with a starbucks gift card idea and take that right? beautiful vase back to wherever exactly anyway now, call me old-fashioned but I think there are a few moments in any, even a polyamorous couple's life where I'm like, not tonight. Not at the engagement like, party. The engagement party right. seems like one of them to Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's exactly. A a, there's a time and a place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there it is. All right. That was one of the questions, and we've got another one for you guys. You guys are super fun. So here's the next question. What's something from your own life that would make a good episode of Open To It mm. that you haven't already oh. mined? All right. <laughs> Think about that. I often say what Blanche Devereaux said on Golden Girls. Listen, any resemblance to people, real or fictional, the names have been changed to protect the satisfied. This is going to be very difficult because Frank and Matt and I have gotten pretty close and they know all my mm -hmm. secrets from the past three years. Well, this is the, season three right here. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you should do an episode where you play You Don't Know My Life and something scandalous comes up and threatens to destroy the relationship. Right. Yes. You don't know my life. Here is the question again. What's something from your own life that would make a good episode of Open To It? Here's your first answer. 
in college hooking up with a guy who ended up being my TA the next semester. Tap that ass. Tap that ass? Is that our yeah. hashtag? All right, next up. Being broken up with in the middle of a date, then made to hang out with my ex's friends who said, oh, that means you're single now, and asked me to have a threesome with them, which I did not. Today, I would have. How about instant rebound? Right? We were vacationing on Provincetown, and I met a guy at the bar. We hooked up on the bar, in the bathroom, back at his place. Then he walked me back to my place, but we hooked up on the sidewalk, on the way back, in an alley, and on our backyard patio while everyone else was inside. Sometimes it just be like that. <laughs> pound just, that's down, what. That's pound what. It, town. Pound town. Pound town. How about P? How about P town? Pound town. P town. Pound town. Thank nice. you. That's solid. You guys do an episode where you go to P town. I like just. I like all. The, I like the geography. I want a map of that. Okay. Next up was dating a guy who had a bowl of billiard balls oh, on boy. his coffee table. And on a date one time, I told him I liked them as a design choice. And he then told me about the time he shoved a bunch of them up another guy's ass. Hole in one. Hole in one. Hole in one. Wrong game, wow. but that's fine. It's okay. It works. Sports. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Next up. Had a rebound hookup with a closeted guy that humped my leg and made weird noises <laughs> during sex. Frank, are you taking notes for you guys' scripts? I hope so. This one? Yeah. Um, um, doggy style. Doggy style? Doggy style. <laughs> I like it. All right. And finally, had a sex date with a married man whose dog wouldn't leave the bed and kept watching us as we were hooking up. Doggy style? Doggy style. Part doggy, two doggy style too. Wow. How about doggy style, the sequel? <laughs> Oh, my God. That does say doogie style, though. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Neil Patrick Harris is fucking ruining my life. <laughs> All right. And now it is time to start the guessing. Greg finished the last round out, so let's let Jason start this time. Jason, pick any hashtag and who you think it is. I'm going to guess that hole-in-one was Frank. Frank, are you hole-in-one, the billiard balls? You do not know my life. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. I want that to be my story. And it goes to Frank. Your guess... Doggy style is Tim. Tim, the original doggy style. Uh, Tim, are you the original doggy style? You do know my life. It is you. <laughs> nice. uh, so closeted <laughs> and sounds. It was like, I was, I, it was after a long relationship, my first hookup after a long relationship, my friend like forced me to do this basically to get over to this guy. This guy took me home and yeah, he like weirdly, he wrapped his legs around my leg kind of sh shimmied down like where his head was on my chest. He wrapped his legs around my one leg and was just doing these like weird, quick humps and making a weird noise like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wow. the weirdest. It was so traumatizing. Well, and also, you are very vulnerable. Frozen. You are very vulnerable having come out of, you're like, oh, I'm back out in this. This is what I. Uh, yeah, the, it, it was exactly. really this rude of it was really rude of your friend to hook you up with someone from Sesame Street. It, <laughs> unless it's going to be Oscar, because Oscar, yeah. he knows how to fuck. Oscar. But, oh, for um, sure. He's DTS. Yeah, it wasn't Oscar. <laughs> no, it, was, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty traumatizing. <laughs> All right, Frank, you got that right. And uh, let's go to Matt for the next guess. Instant rebound is Greg. You don't know my life. It is not Greg. Oh. All right. Tim, your guess. P 
P-Town Pound Town was Jason. Jason, are you P-Town Pound Town? I feel like that was the easiest one. <laughs> <laughs> that night you were the easiest one. Jason, <laughs> Jason, you were living the dream. You're living the dream. Um, what was Jason the guy like? All- what was he like? Uh, oh my God. He was one of the most beautiful men I've seen in a very long time. He was, what, six foot three? He's very tall. Very athletic. It was on, I was vacationing in Provincetown with Frank and Matt, which is why I knew. Ah, so do, you, know, you guys saw this person? You know, did you see the... the... <laughs> I thought you were like, we saw this happen. I was like, no, but we heard reports from other people. They were like, do you know what your friend was doing last night? <laughs> like, so yeah, you he... guys were like on a sex scavenger hunt where it's like, you have to do it on a bench. You have to do it on a patio. <laughs> you have to do it on the corner. Like you kind of were checking boxes, it sounds like. Kind of. And then the next morning we were both like, we were having flashbacks and at one point, I was like, wait, two people stopped and watched. Did they have cameras? He was like, no, I don't think they did. I was like, okay. Okay, good. And then I couldn't get into our house from the backyard patio because I forgot the code. And I was a little, I was a little drunk. So I walk in and Matt's awake. And he was like, oh, you finally got it. I was like, you heard me struggling with the code and didn't help? He's like, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Matt, were you like, were, were, were you like, your mother and I are worried sick about you. Were you that guy? I think we knew enough yeah. that uh, we knew the shenanigans that were happening. We didn't know, well, we did not know the geography sure. that would happen, but uh, we knew that uh, things were happening uh, and his uh, punishment for worrying us was getting locked out. Yeah. Getting locked out and having to figure out the code. I'm, wait, I want to go back to this answer. I just reread it. You hooked up on a bar? On, on, that's where it started. On, on the bar in front of people, masses. And, but then we were like, let's be a little bit more private. Let's yeah. go to the bathroom. All right. But, and there it started. Yeah. All right. I support it. Great episode. It's sort of like if you've seen Killing Eve, like how in the third episode yeah. she like stabbed that guy in front of the crowd. It was like sort of like yeah. there's stuff happening in front of everybody, but nobody noticed. Yeah. Your intimacy coordinator has their work cut out for them. Let's just say that, you know, <laughs> figuring that one out. Matt, your guess. I am going to guess that Doggy Style, the sequel, is Greg. Greg, are you Doggy Style, the sequel, with the man whose dog wouldn't leave the bed? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Oh, no. Wow. All right. So th- the dog was on the bed with you. The dog was on the bed um, the whole time. And it was like sitting at the corner, just like side eyeing me the whole time. Yeah. Like, who are you? Like, I know you're a stranger. And what are you uh, doing? Yeah. Uh, what am I doing? No, like the dog is like, what's happening? And they must have been a little like. Well, I, I have this. I, have, I, I mean, I think dogs know, like they know, like, oh, there's something like primitive and sexual happening like they like no and they pick that up so i could tell that he knew that we were doing something right and was giving us that space but just kept staring at us and i just you know i it's just one of my biggest pet peeves is when like a dog is really in the room but even worse like on the bed it just feels like they're kind of part of it and it just like makes it like really really turns me off so yeah just like could not stop i couldn't get it out of my head yeah they're judging you they're like you call that a deep throat okay exactly (laughs) yeah it's not you don't want those eyes on you is the point but it would make a great episode i agree was it a one and done with that guy or did you see him again it was a one and done but you know open to the future sure as long as no dog no dog he was he was good he was good all right i like it tim it is your guess there are three left 
I'm going to say tap that ass is Matt. Matt, the TA, is that you? Yeah. Yes. yes. So you end, he ended up being the TA the next semester. So what was that moment like when you were like, oh, hi. Surprising. Um, I did get an A in the class. We didn't sleep again, together again. Uh, but yeah, it was like we both just didn't acknowledge it. Uh, and we learned each other's name for the first time, which is also nice. So. Right. You didn't know their name before. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. But it was a nice, it was good. It wasn't super awkward. It was, it was all good. Yeah, I think we just both, like, silently agreed to just never yeah. address the fact that it happened. Yeah. Um, and just move on with our lives. Sure, why not? Sometimes that's the best move. All right, so it's Frank and I are left, so we're going to go and skip me, and we're going to let Greg guess. I think instant rebound is Frank Arthur Smith. Frank Arthur Smith, are you instant rebound? It is indeed. It is you. Is so you oh, got... Yeah. You got propositioned on the same night as the breakup so this was this was like sad but also funny in retrospect because this was the first guy i dated seriously after like my boyfriend of eight months and so this was our fourth date we just had dinner he'd shown me his paintings for the first time and we're at the bar and i was like oh so your friends should be getting here soon he's like yeah yeah um just so we're clear before they get here, you and I aren't dating. I was like, excuse me? He was like, wow. yeah, I just, I, I'd rather have you as a friend. Oh, hey guys, how are you doing? Like moments before they came in and I'm like, and they were like, so how do you know Vic? And I was like, well, we were dating until a few minutes ago. And they were like, oh, so you're single. You know, my boyfriend and I are open. And I was like, at the time I was just like, I want none of this. Absolutely. What, what a moment. But now I would be like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> what a compliment. That's such a compliment. So when I read the answer, I thought, oh, they, they took him aside later and said, come on with us. They did it right in front of the guy. The moment they met me, actually. Like, wow. we're open was one of the first three sentences out of their mouths. Wow. There it is. All right. And you know what? One location. Easier to yes. direct and produce. You guys know, Amen. right? All right. So uh, the billiard ball story is mine. Um, I That's always wild. thought they, I always it was actually a Valentine's Day date, and I always thought they were cool, like a cool thing. I like kitschy things like pinball machines and billiard things and jukeboxes. Like I like that whole aesthetic. And we were on a date, and um, I knew that it wasn't the right fit for me. I knew I knew I needed to end it, and I and somehow I, that came up, and I said, "Oh, I really like. I think that's so cool that you have those. They're they're just such a cool little you know centerpiece." And he goes, "Yeah," and then he told me about the, the time he's you know, and I was much younger then, and I was more. Um, not very sex positive. I was more like, ugh, judgy about stuff like that uh, than I am now. And and I was like, I can't break up with him. I'm going to hurt his feelings. I can't do it. And then he told me that story. And I was like, mm, maybe I can figure it out. I can figure out how to do this. But <laughs> Is that the excuse you gave him for the breakup? No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, but it was kind of the thing that, oh, and here's the other part. I forgot about this part. So I it was the night after this. And I was staying over there. And I knew I had to end it. I knew I did. Because it just wasn't a right fit. Um, and so I, I couldn't sleep, and I go out and sit in the living room, and I'm looking at the balls. <laughs> like Meg Ryan, like in a movie, like, hmm, what am I going to Like, just there, as a prop, I feel like they really packed a punch. Again, that's a production thing. But, um, yeah, but uh, I, I just, the billiard balls, I always think about that, you know. And I was a little judgier than I should have been about it. 
uh, a little bit more like, eh. but but it was also weird to bring up where and when he did. So there's that. All right. I think it's the fact that it's on a cop on the copy. Yeah. Like, just like, like it's like a fine book of fine art. It's yeah. Like, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's what that's the thing that's a little yeah odd about it. Right. You know, it, it looks cute. It's like it would be on a design show, like on uh, HGTV. Look at this wonderful accessory. And you know what else you can do? <laughs> Shove them up people's asses. See, I love this story because it's very much a Chekhov's balls. Because once you mention that in the episode, the minute anyone wanders next to those balls, you're yeah. going to wonder what happens next. Something's going to happen with that. You know, it's like I a think one's gun. missing. Yeah, oh, I think <laughs> one's missing. Really, I mean, I think season four just writes itself with the bunch you get the By balls the end of the in the mix. They're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before we find out who won the game, uh, there's a couple more things I want to ask you about your show. There's some wonderful drag characters in the show. And I've just discovered that I like looking at drag queens. Like when they pop up, they're like magic people that just show up. Right? Are you kind of like, oh, it's more fun when there's drag queens here. Oh, I mean, to our like um, composer, who's a really good friend, like when Pandora came on, I was like, I don't know, this moment's missing something. And then he was like, no, she's awesome. I was like, no, it needs a sparkle. And so when she appears, there's just a sparkling effect now. I was like, that did it. That's what we need. Right, there's a little thing on the soundtrack. Yeah, Yeah. they do have that kind of magic dust. Um, And you think, okay, drag is too big. It's over. It's done. No, I I still can't get enough. I'm all in. Um, All right, let's find out who won our game. Keep your eye on the player board. We will reveal the scores in three, two, one, boom. Two, two, two. There's three, a tie for th- uh, a tie for first between Matt and Tim. Well done, you guys. You don't know my life. I got a big zero, and that's okay. Uh, Greg, respectable with two, and Jason and Frank, one each. Not bad. Before I wrap it up, um, tell us how people can see your web series. Sure. So the show right now is available um several places you can go to outtv.com it's also available on the outtv amazon prime uh video channel um you can access it through apple roku but basically all those if you go to our website open to it series.com we have links to where you can access it and always will and i love that you guys have more seasons coming up that's exciting and what have you been hearing from people that have seen it at festivals and things like that is there a recurring theme to the kind of comments you get smut give us more um, no, I think like what I'm very grateful for is people do express sort of what you did of, I was surprised how positive this was like, and how upbeat, because I feel like when it comes to sex, like it's heavy and not always funny or it's just like, you know, bodies, 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 which like, of course we have to, but, um, yeah. And just the people are willing to like, kind of have their minds changed. It has been a pleasant surprise. Like people have been very kind in saying like, I felt this way before but like i'm kind of seeing it um and then to make it funny and not all i'm changing the world um pageanty people have like felt comfortable expressing themselves about their relationships and their quirks after like they'll be like oh like my husband and i are like oh man almost like they're like oh my husband i voted for trump so uh open people do tend to vote for trump no i don't know i don't know (laughs) it's not a thing but it was like it's what i was saying earlier i grew up in an era where nobody the message like oh sex is fun that was never a message I ever got until I was like 40. Like it was, it yeah. was always, you know, and for reasons that we all understand. Like, so there's just something so refreshing about it. And even playing this game where everyone's like, yeah, I did that. And like, oh yeah, but didn't you pay a price? No, it was just fun. And yeah, that was it. Like, you know what I mean? Like even this, the answers you guys gave in this game, it's a different 
feeling and there's something really refreshing about it. And I, and I think it's cool that you're depicting it. So thank you. And I would ask people who like hear this episode and are still not sure. And are like, I don't know, like to maybe go in with an open mind because like, I do sense some people like almost root for the couple to fail because it's somehow an invalidation of their relationship structure or their past history. But like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You have to pay. There's gotta, there's gotta be a downside to fun sex. There got, there there can't be just a way. It just can't be good. But different things can work for different people. So like, I think I want people to come out of it being like either, Hey, this seems like something fun to try. Great. Or like, I absolutely am not going to do this, but I love that other people can have it. Like it's, it's, it's okay for people to live differently in that way. I love it. All right. Before I let you go, I'm going to go around to everybody and ask you the same question. What's a memory of making this project, promoting it, uh, film festivals, anything. What's a memory of it that you'll remember years from now, Jason, what about you? What are you going to remember years from now? Um, I think for me, and this might be a little sappy, so sorry, Frank. We love was, sappy on this podcast. We love billiard <laughs> balls and sappy. The first three episodes, there was um, an incident because we were all, we were new. We were, you know, learning how to run a production where we lost very crucial footage. And um, I, I marked this as the start of our friendship, Frank. And Frank was having a little bit of a meltdown. So I, I think I took you into the, the bathroom or the basement or something and was like, yeah. Let's let it go. We'll reshoot it. It'll be totally fine. We can keep going. And just like helping him go through that struggle kind of brought our friendship closer and then made everything so much more fun going forward. Yeah. That's beautiful because you overcame something. Like I know how stressful productions can be and you know, time is money and all of that stuff. And, and, it's, and there are moments that come up like that. And it sounds like that you really um, helped helped everyone get through it so and the reshoot was so much better yeah yeah jason handled it perfectly and i really i agree i didn't know him that well at the time so the fact that he like was so caring and thoughtful meant a lot um my memory is actually also from that night um well i've got two but one's from that night very different but um all three of us like tim jason and i had like really been like, you know, working out and like watching what we ate to like get in shape for the show. And so I took it upon myself, mostly for me, but like for them to like, I, was, I bought us three different cupcakes and was like, okay, at rap, we're just going to eat these three cupcakes together. Um, and I like, that's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I l- fucking love it. So you guys all had cupcakes waiting for you at the end of how many episodes? The first three. Th- so this was just the first three. Right. And so I like literally, we took a photo of us like putting the cupcakes in each other's mouths. And I'm not even sure they finished theirs, but I like inhaled mine. Um, and I have, <laughs> I actually had a lot more dessert that night and felt really, really sick after. Um, but my second favorite memory is a lot, uh, was very recent where we were filming and one of the background actors who's a friend of mine looked around. He was being very quiet. And I was like, what is it? And he goes, is there a single straight person on this set? And I was like, I've done it. This is, this is what I lived for <laughs> to just create this queer paradise. I love it. Um, that's very um, nice and affirming and everything, but let's go back to the cupcakes. What flavor were they? Mine was carrot. Um, oh, interesting. Because you got to get the vegetables in there. Okay? You know, it's a vegetable. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm gay, so I have to still have it be a little healthy. <laughs> um, I think Jason's was chocolate, chocolate, and I want to say Tim's was like, 
uh, vanilla with chocolate frosting. The, I want to say vanilla. I feel like I blacked out. It was like <laughs> so much sugar that I hadn't been eating because I wanted to look mm-hmm. good for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just blacked out after having a cupcake. That's uh, probably right. <laughs> I love the cupcake moments. So uh, who else has a memory that they'll always remember? Greg. I'll, I have two, but I will, I'll say them quickly. Go for um, it. The first, first one that comes to mind was just when we, uh, the first um, part of season one premiered at Outfest. I thought that was a really special time for us that we all got to share together. And it was just like a beautiful celebration where a bunch of people got to see our work on a big screen. And that, I know that was like definitely like a turning point and a, and a big accomplishment like for in my career thus far. So that was really special to me. And then in a later episode, that's not, that will come out later this month, we turned my whole backyard into a restaurant and completely flipped the backyard into looking like a restaurant. And our production designer, um, Aaron Whitaker, like did such a good job and it looked awesome. And like, I look at the footage now and I'm just like, it legit looks like yeah. a restaurant. Because and now you've opened a restaurant and you're doing quite well. The weights, exactly. you know, you can't exactly. even get a table. Exactly. Uh, so those are two memories that yeah. I think there's a ton of memories, you know, I, but those are two that stick out to me. I love an Outfest moment. I love an outfit. I love a step and repeat. I've had that experience. Is nothing better. It's like the best. Matt, what, were you, what are you going to remember? Uh, in the second season, we have a Christmas episode. Um, <sighs> and it was an overnight shoot. So energies were low towards the end of the shoot. Uh, and uh, Frank and I kind of stepped aside. It's like, okay, what are we, like, the crew and the cast are kind of fading. So we, like, blasted uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas and had just, a like, a three-minute dance party. And, like, we powered through the end of that. And we got so much footage that, that night. And, like, you would never be able to tell that, like, everyone was exhausted. Uh, so yeah, the power of Mariah. Once again, Mariah saves the day. I think that's the theme of all of our lives. Although Cher yeah. has a Christmas banger this year. She pulled it off. She's having yeah. the last laugh. She looks amazing. She's got a hit record about going dancing on Christmas. I don't know what it's about, but it's great. I don't, okay, Tim. Yeah, I think mine would be... So my character Cam um, gets into drag and starts doing drag in the show. And you look I've great, by the way. Show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Just wait. Wait till the later episodes. All he, right. he steps up his game for sure. Okay. He steps um, his pussy up, Mariah, as it were. Okay. Pussy. Uh, um, uh, but the first time I had ever, I was, I was very nervous to do it. And then I'm, you know, my drag mother is Laganja Estranja. Hello. So yeah. I was so paranoid uh, about just like being able to at least come off as somewhat of a drag queen next to her. Right. Um, so just, but once I put on the corset, thank you, Matt. Thank God for Matt for getting my look together for me. Um, but once I put on that corset, the wig, the makeup, it just, it was amazing. The power, the magic, like you were saying, like drag, it, it just kind of like, I became this other person. It was amazing. Just remembering that moment. Like, you you oh, surprised shit. yourself with how it felt yeah. and how you felt and the, the, the different powerful. side of really yourself cool. that emerged. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, this has been super fun. And uh, I think it, that it sort of captures the spirit of your show, which is also super fun. Um, congratulations. Thanks for doing this. And people need to check out Open To It. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. Bye, guys. Thanks again to the guys from Open To It. Check out their series on outtv.com. All right, so this happened. 
Um, I mentioned in the last podcast that both of our dogs, my roommates and mine, got really sick after the exterminators came. So we uh, ended up at the emergency room, and it was a whole thing. And then uh, they started to seem like they were doing better. Um, And then by Wednesday, my dog Enzo was just not himself. I'm like, he is not right. Something is wrong. And I just had this instinct that I needed to go back to the vet. So I was able to get an appointment with my regular vet for the next morning, which was great because they had been so busy. They weren't able to see me during the original stuff. So we go in there. They do x-rays. There's something in his stomach. So they try to induce vomiting. It doesn't really work. So I end up going back to the emergency room. He gets an endoscopy and they pull out some stuff from uh, the endoscopy and it's like hair from his tail and like pieces of a poop pad that we had out for um, for the dog, for the other dog and just a big mess but it, they said that was all they could get and there's a lot more in there. Long story short, we ended up getting surgery for Enzo on Friday and um, they took all of this stuff out of his stomach so I guess after the uh, toxicity of the extermination visit um he was trying to self-soothe and he just was like eating stuff like grass whatever he could and i noticed some of it but i didn't notice notice it to the the extent that was in there um like so much of it is his tail like he went to town on his tail so the surgery went well he's home recovering he's in a crate he's in a cone he's a little trooper and you know my I do my gratitude list, and I kind of have that stuff going. So as this is all unfolding, I'm thinking, okay, what part of this am I grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful that this place is open. Um, and I'm, you know, what, like trying to stay positive. And it actually really helps me. I find that it really helps me. But one of the best things was the emergency care that we went to was really nice. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of the W Hotel of, uh, of these things. It felt just, just nice and professional, whatever. And for the surgery, they recommended another place that's a nonprofit called um, Kinder for Rescue, I think. And anyway, it's in my neighborhood, and it's a nonprofit. And they were able to do the surgery for probably what a third or half of what it would have cost at the other place. So I'm grateful that that place exists. The people there are really nice. They're doing the Lord's work. And so that's the latest with Enzo. He should be okay. Everything else looks good. He's got to gotta keep him from messing up his search sutures and um it's been a thing but um you know if you ever thought about donating to my virtual tip jar uh to help support the podcast now would be an excellent time you can go to um dennis anyone uh dennis anyone you can go to dennis anyone.net and there are links to how you can do that um i appreciate it it could have been a lot more expensive than it was but i didn't have insurance and these things just add up and up and up but he's he's gonna be okay and that's the important thing. And it's gave me cause to sort of reflect on what he means to me and what I mean to him. And I decided that when he's better, we have to have more adventures because I know he likes adventures. I see his eyes light up. So that's going to happen. Um, and what else? I don't know. There were a couple nights when he was in the hospital and I was like, oh, this is what it's like when Enzo isn't here. And uh it was interesting to get to reflect on that, and hopefully he'll be good as new very soon. But it was a saga. But I did learn a good nonprofit uh, pet surgery place in my neighborhood, and um, hopefully I won't uh, have something like this happen again. So, all right, that's enough for this week. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Anyway.
Bye.